0: they're all out there having some fun. We're going to have some fun in here because we have got the amazing Gavin Lloyd bringing the word this morning. So why don't we all stand to our feet and welcome Gav to the stage. Thank you. Thanks, Hannah. The amazing Gavin Lloyd, I like that. That's good. Thank you, Hannah. <laughs> you, <can, laughs> you can take your seats. I do want to welcome you to Icon Church this morning. and We're welcoming those that are watching online as well. And uh, Yeah, if you are first time here at Icon, we really want you to feel at home and that you can be a part of us. So why don't we welcome people again that are here to Icon Church. So good. Well, I've got a prop this morning, so I'm not going camping. Don't worry. Is anybody into camping? No. (laughs) But the title of my message this morning is as a question. What are you carrying? What are you carrying? I want to ask you, how do you pack when you go on holiday? Are you a light packer or do you, do you overpack? You know, I know some people probably try and take much, too much. You know, How many people get to the airport and have to take things out of the suitcase because uh, it's too heavy? It reminded me, I was thinking about this, but it reminded me when we used to go on holiday uh, as a family, uh, Jane and my wife, myself, we've got four children. They're all grown up now, but there was a time when they were younger and we would go uh, in our seven-seater vehicle uh, on holiday somewhere like Devon or Cornwall. And it was always a challenge to, to put all the kids in the vehicle, but then to put all the luggage in there as well, what we were taking. And I'm sure that there were times when we took far too much stuff that we, we didn't need. And the wisdom of, of my wife, Jane, uh, would come to me in that moment, uh, and she would say, from Jane, chapter 12, verse 3, uh, he who has a lot to carry should buy a roof box. <laughs> and... Um, me being me, just said, no, we don't need a roof box. Once we've got the kids in, we can just pack around them, you know. And uh, Jacob, our youngest, he could have most of the stuff around him so we don't hear him at all all the way down in his own little room. But, uh, <laughs> but I was thinking about this message and it was really something that came to me a number of weeks ago. Somebody asked me to pray for them. Uh, and they prayed, they asked me to pray because of stuff that they were going through, uh, a situation in their life at that time. And they felt like they'd got weights sort of pressing down on their shoulders, And it reminded me that we carry stuff, don't we? Let's be honest. There are things that we carry in our lives. There are things that we carry that we picked up along the way, that we're probably carrying too much things in our lives. And there are things that we need to lay down and let go of. There are things we have to carry for a season. We understand that. Uh, But I really believe this morning that God wants to speak into our hearts, into our lives, to say, look... I wanna lighten some of that load. (laughs) I wanna take some of those burdens and break them, those chains that are around you. I wanna lift them off your life today. And I really, really believe that God is gonna set some people free this morning. See, over a time, we do pick things up. Emotional baggage that we, we carry and uh, things that weigh us down. And you know, Paul mentioned some of those things of guilt and shame, but there are, there are fears, there are anxieties, there are stresses that we have in our lives. And, and even those things produce other things if we've been let down in some way, if we've been hurt in some way, that we can carry things like bitterness and, and unforgiveness. And these are the things that we pick up along the way. And God, I believe, wants to set us free from those things. And I just want us to look for a moment, just for a short moment, at some people in the Bible, in the Old Testament that because of what they were carrying in their hearts, they'd forgotten God's promises to them. And I just want us to look at God's people, the children of Israel, just for, just for a moment. You know, Moses had led the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage. And they were traveling across the desert because God had promised them something incredible. It was called the promised land, a great place where God wanted them to live and, and to, to sort of be fruitful, as it were. And they were just about to inherit. You know, they'd walked for days. They were just about to inherit the land that God had promised them. And Moses sent 12 men, it says, into, into that land to survey the land, 12 spies. And I just want to pick up those verses. If you want to turn to Numbers, Numbers chapter 13 from verse 26. And this is just after the spies, uh, the men had come back. It says, verse 26, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land, They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and uh, and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. I think that's a word from God to us as a church today. We can certainly do it. But the man, men who, who'd gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we look the same to them. See, the 12 men came back to report to Moses and although two of the guys two of the men Joshua and Caleb were of the opinion that they could enter the land and take the land and overcome those living there the other 10 spread this negative report amongst the people and what could have taken them days to enter actually took them in the end 40 years because they wandered the wilderness you know in fear and in doubt the 10 spies it says never did actually make it into the promised land it was only Joshua and Caleb of the 12 who did You know, what they were carrying, I believe, prevented the 10 from receiving what God had for them, what they were carrying. And from this story, I've got three things that will be affected, I believe, by what we carry, that will be affected by what we carry. Firstly, what we carry will affect our perspective. What we carry will affect our perspective. 12 men were sent into the same land, saw and experienced exactly the same things, and yet came back with two completely different reports, two different views. I think it's all about perspective and what we carry has a direct impact on that. You see, I think our past experiences can affect how we see our present circumstances and how we deal with those things. How true is that? Things that have happened in our past can affect how we're seeing things today. Things can become so deeply rooted in our hearts, in our lives, that when things come along, trials and circumstances come our way, we automatically head to the ways that we know best with dealing with things, even though we know that's not a good way of dealing with that stuff. And I think in the same way, their previous treatment of, of how in the hands of the Egyptians caused those 10 spies to doubt, to fear, and to question their ability to take the land. And even though God himself had promised the land to them, they were so close, so close to taking their, the land, and yet their doubt meant that they, they never got to enter that promised land. These spies were carrying doubt, fear unbelief, which prevented them from entering in and able to step out in faith. In contrast, Joshua and Caleb, they had the faith. They were carrying faith. They believed in themselves. They believed in their people. And most importantly, they believed in their God. He had promised them the promised land and they could enter it and take that. They had the courage and knowing that God was on their side and believing this, they had confidence in the outcome because they were doing the will of God. You know, when we haven't dealt with things, I think from our past, when we're carrying those things, you know, those hurts, bitterness, fear, doubt, all those things, if we haven't dealt with those things in our life, the situation that we face today will seem so much bigger, so much bigger than it really is. And we see ourselves as being incapable. This is when we begin to question not just our ability, but God's ability. And this is what happened to the Israelites. When the ten spies were coming from a place of negativity, they were not going to enter that land. And it's hard to imagine that they were literally on the brink of the promised land and yet that doubt, that baggage that they were carrying, Made them think that returning to Egypt, to the land of slavery, was a better option. And we can be like that. We can be stuck in our past, thinking that's a better option for me. Let's just let's just go back instead of in, instead of reaching forward into all that God had for them and all that God has has for us as well. Let's not let our past experiences, let those things that have, we've carried for so long, cloud our view today. Let's get a different perspective. Let's get a heavenly view of the situation. You know, God, heaven's got something better for you today. It's got something better for you today let's get that perspective I love these verses in Colossians 3 verses 1 and 2 it says since then you have been raised with Christ set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your minds on things above not on earthly things how good is that how often do we set our our hearts our minds on earthly things stuff that we can see when God's got something so much better for us something so much greater for us let's get his perspective on things Secondly, what we will carry, what we carry will affect our pace. It'll affect our pace. They all begin with P. It's good. (laughs) What we carry will affect our pace. As I said, it should have taken the Israelites days, 11 days in fact, to reach the promised land. Instead, it took them 40 years. You know, when we carry stuff around, those issues, rather than dealing with those things, rather than asking God to lift those burdens, carry those burdens with us, it's going to slow us down. You know, how often do we feel like that, that things are just slowing us down? We know this is where we want to be, where God has for us, that place where God has for us, but something is slowing us down. Our burdens prevent us from moving freely. Hebrews 12 puts it like this first 3 verses of hebrews 12 therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything the weight the weight that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and not lose heart. I think we need to live, or we can live in the fullness of God. And if we're able to achieve our, our breakthrough and, and reach our promised land, we've got to trust God with our future, not let things slow us down, not get entangled with stuff that slows us down, but see those things lifted off our lives. You see, like the Israelites, we, you might be feel like, this morning that you're just going round in circles you know that you've you remember that feeling when you're you're lost in a wood and you you think I've been I've been here before you know I'm going around in circles and you come to that same place in that in that that, that forest or that wood and you say I've been here before and I think you might be feeling like that today that you're not really getting anywhere, that you've lost your pace, you've lost that rhythm. And I think God wants to bring that back to you, to to, to get that rhythm and that pace back and not be feeling lost and weighed down with life, but to get those things off of you that you're entangled with right now. Maybe this is a time when we can look at what we are carrying, leave it behind, lay it down. And God wants to come and help us You know, with that. I really believe that. Thirdly, what we carry will affect our purpose. What we carry will affect our purpose. Some of the Israelites in the wilderness never got to reach the promised land. Not even Moses did. And after everything that they had been through to get there, they missed out at the very last minute because they allowed that baggage that they were carrying in their lives that weighed them down to prevent them moving forward into the full purpose that God had for them. See, the Israelites lost sight of God's promises. They lost sight of the purpose that he had for them, that he had a great purpose for them. And God had told the Israelites that he would deliver them. But rather than listening to God, they listened to men. They listened to one another and they ignored God, moving away from what he had promised. You know, and in the same manner, we can allow negative thoughts and feelings space in our hearts. We can forget that God has got a plan and a purpose for us. And he has for each and every one of you this morning. He has a plan and a purpose. Don't let those things hinder you from walking into that. Don't let those things that you might be carrying today weigh you down and hinder you from doing that. Proverbs 19 verse 21, it says, many other plans in a person's heart but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. God has a purpose and a plan for you that he wants to prevail. what's got in the way of God's purpose for your life? What may have cluttered your view? Maybe you've run ahead with your own plans. It's not wrong to have your own plans, to have your own dreams, but have they got in the way of what God has for you? Have we allowed the stresses in life to steer us away from what God wants for us? Because that's what happens. Stress and anxiety, stuff like that comes along and we steer away from what God has for us, his purpose. Let me ask you again that question. What are you carrying today? What are you carrying today? What should we carry in our lives? What are the best things to have in your life, in my life, to lift those burdens, to ease those burdens, to live the best life that we can? I've got three things for us this morning that I think will really help us understand that God wants to lighten the load that he wants to carry. He wants to break some burdens, break some chains in your life. The first thing he wants us to carry, I believe, is his peace, his peace, or I like to call it his yoke of rest, his yoke of rest. In Jesus' day, farmers used a yoke, that's Y-O-K-E, by the way, a yoke, uh, which was a kind of collar to link two oxen or cows to each other. The yoke was then attached to some other object, like a plough. And linked by the yoke, the two oxen could then work together, pulling whatever burden was attached to that yoke. And Jesus applied, I love the fact that Jesus applied that image to our life that we can have with him. And it's in these verses in Matthew 11. Verses 28 to 30. Jesus said this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, I I always thought it a little strange that Jesus' idea of getting us uh, to rest in him involved putting on a yoke. You see, a yoke was not created for rest. A yoke was created for work. Uh, It literally had nothing to do with rest at at all. When Jesus invited the weary and the heavy laden to come to him and find rest, we would expect him to say, or I thought he would have said something like this, take that yoke off you that you're wearing right now. You don't need that anymore. Now run, be free, go. (laughs) Your shackles have been broken, you can run free. But you know, Jesus' answer to that yoke, weariness was not to cast off the yoke entirely. It was to yoke ourselves to him, to walk in step with him. And I love that thought. Not to take off the yoke, but to walk in step with him. I love that. You see, this is a different kind of yoke. One perfectly fitted to support and aid us in fulfilling his purpose for our lives. You see, farmers used to train oxen to plough by partnering them with a stronger more mature ox and the job of the younger ox was to simply follow in the same direction and keep pace with the teach ox i think it's a great picture the older ox pulled most of the weight and understand the commands of the plough driver as long as the young ox followed the older ox everything was fine but if the younger ox decided to speed up or lag behind the work became much more difficult only by keeping pace with the older ox could the younger ox complete the day's work without complete, complete collapsing from exhaustion. What an incredible picture that Jesus wants us to walk with him that he wants to help us in our lives. When we yoke to Jesus, I believe he's carrying most of the weight. He's the older ox. He's the one that's, that's taking the burden. We just need to stay in time and in, in, in same pace as him. And when Jesus says, take his yoke upon you, he's not saying he's giving you his problems because Jesus hasn't got any problems. What he's saying is he's gonna share your problems. He's going to share your load. He's gonna take your stress on himself and bear it with you. Jesus went to a cross to do exactly that. He carried a cross and he wants to carry our burdens. He wants to help us with the load. He uses three important verbs in these verses. Come, learn, and take. Come, learn, and take. Come to me. Jesus is saying that to you this morning. Come to me. Team up with me. Then learn how I do it. He's got something to teach us. He's got something to show us. And take, take on a lighter load. That's going to reduce your stress. It's going to make it easier for, for you to navigate life. You know, when you're yoked with Christ, you move together with him. You move in the same direction at the same speed and you, you, you're in more, you, you, you move in the right direction and at the right speed. You see, being yoked with him means that we're living in a way that gives us peace and allows us rest because we are under his covering of grace. Under his covering of grace. Do you ever feel like peace for you is an unobtainable goal blocked by layer upon layer of stuff that we need to get through first. See, our peace, we lose our peace when we're carrying that stuff that we just can't rid ourselves off, that we can't break through, and we lose that peace. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. You see, you have a God who cares for you, a God who cares for you, a God who is for you, a God who wants to give you his peace and his rest for your soul. Let us carry his peace, his rest. Secondly, let us carry his praise. Let us carry his praise. I love this Isaiah 61. Verses 1 to 3, and Jesus quoted this prophecy when he was here on the earth. But This is the prophecy from Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance for our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. And listen to this, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I love that thought of putting on praise, a garment of praise. And what's it for? It's for a spirit of heaviness, the burdens that weigh us down. How often do we feel like that, that we need to put praise on, a garment of praise to put your praise on? You know, this isn't the first time in the Bible that we're given that image of garments or robes. The Bible talks about God giving us robes of righteousness, garments of salvation in exchange for our filthy clothes. We've done that when we've come to him and given our lives to him. But what I do find interesting in these verses is the connection between praise and, and heaviness. Praise and heaviness. Is it possible that praise is a solution to us overcoming our weariness and our feelings of being overwhelmed and those things that weigh us down? You see, praise is a powerful thing. Thankfulness changes hearts and renews minds. Thankfulness changes hearts and renews minds. That's why David, throughout the Psalms, repeatedly chose praise in the midst of his difficulties. And Paul the Apostle drew his strength from God by praising his name and remembering his faithfulness in all things. Even while well in prison, and we, we talk about this story a lot, but Paul and Silas chose to praise God. They were in prison, they were in chains, but they chose to praise God in that moment because they weren't going to allow their situation to stifle their faith. They were trusting in God. And I think praise does that. And it did that in that circumstance. It broke the chains, it broke the walls down, and it set them free. You see, praise, I think, works like a magnifying glass because it causes what we're focusing on to get bigger, to be magnified. That's why David sang, and we sang it this morning, magnify the Lord with me. Let us all his name together. God is bigger than the heaviness that we're carrying right now. God is bigger than the heaviness that you're carrying right now. And that's why I'm putting on praise. That's why I'm putting on praise to counteract that spirit of heaviness. I'd encourage you to do that, to put on praise, to counteract that spirit of heaviness. And it's, I think it's a mistake when we wait till we've got no problems or when our problems are, are, are fewer or our problems are solved because before we praise God. It's a mistake for us to wait for them to be gone before we start to praise Him. I think praise is a step of faith. Whatever we're facing today, whatever heaviness you may be facing today, take that step of faith and begin to praise God. Praise God, fill your day with praise. Fill your moments with praise. You know, it might sound cheesy, but it's true. Don't just take coffee breaks, but take praise breaks as well. You know, in whatever you may be facing, maybe you're facing something at work today, you know, begin to praise God and thank God. You see, I, I think our praise is contagious. It affects me, but it affects those around me as well so let praise come out of your lips not not complaining not moaning but let praise come out of your lips because it's contagious what are you carrying today let's carry his praise let's carry his praise let us carry his peace let us carry his praise and finally the man want to come back let us carry his people let us carry his people that we carry one another galatians 6 verse 2 says carry each other's burdens and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. The Greek word, Bible was written in, in Greek, the original New Testament. And the Greek word for burden is, is translated as, as load, which refers to an individual burden. that's not transferable. It's not something that I can give to somebody else. But it's something that we're responsible for, I'm responsible for. And there are things that we are and you are responsible for that we have to carry for a time, a season, as well as the things that we want to get rid of today. There are things that we have to carry for a season, you know, and, and we want to help one another. And the Bible says that we can help, that we can bear each other's burdens. We can come alongside someone who may be struggling and help them shoulder the weight. And I was going to give you an illustration, but I thought I'd show you. That's why I've really got this up here because this is, this is quite heavy. It's very heavy, actually. <laughs> ben, why don't you come up and let me just show you something this morning. Maybe this will help you understand what it is to carry one another's burdens. Do you want to just carry that like I showed you? You see, and th- this is a word for somebody here this morning because uh, Ben, my son, Ben, he's not the burden. <laughs> he is not the burden. What he's carrying is a burden, okay? Because I know people have said this that I don't want to be a burden to you, but you know, he's not the burden. That's the burden. And how can I help Ben? remember how to do it? You've forgotten, haven't you? Oh, we're doing that side. Oh, he's left-handed. I forgot about that. And this is how I help Ben. I'm not taking the burden from him because he's got to carry that, but I am going to help him carry it. Thanks, Ben. And that's, for me, is lightening the load. And, and, and God wants you to know that and that is why... Church is a, a wonderful thing because we can help one another. You know that you might be feeling weighed down. You maybe feel that things are on top of you. You know, what does that look like for you today? We can't always take away that suffering. We can't always pray away suffering even. We will pray for one another. But we can support. We can be there for one another. There's a story in the Old Testament of when Moses had to one day raise his staff in the air as the, the battle was uh sort of in, in full flow, Israel were in, in battle and, and he had to lift that staff so that Israel would win a victory that day. And it says when Mo- Moses grew his hands grew tired, his friends came alongside him and held them up for him. Can you imagine holding a staff in the air for the entire day? Your muscles would begin to shake, your hands, your fingers would grow numb. But the moment your arms are lowered, you know you know that your people are gonna lose or the battles it's going to get slip away from you. But His friends came alongside him, supported him as he followed God's call. And in doing so, Israel won the victory that day. Who can we help today so that they'll see their victory? Who can we come alongside and and carry that load with them? See, there is great power in carrying God's people. There is great power in carrying God's people. We're going to pray in a moment as we just draw this to a conclusion. But my prayer today was that each and every one of us would experience a lightning of the load as it were a lightning of the load maybe it's to experience for the first time Jesus yoke of peace and rest full surrender to him to take on his yoke maybe it's to know the power of praise today that will break chains the chains of heaviness in your life and we're going to finish with praise in a moment or maybe you just needed to hear that that the church is the best place to stand alongside one another and to help one another carry one another's burdens so what are you carrying today what are you carrying today? His peace, his praise, his people. That's my prayer. Let me just pray. Why don't we stand together? Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we can know today for each and every one of us, some of that heaviness just been lifted off, Lord, as we put our faith, our trust, our confidence in you, we find our, our purpose again. We get the right perspective, Lord, And we begin to trust and we begin to just take upon your yoke of of rest, of peace, Lord. I pray that we'll become a people of praise, Lord, in whatever circumstance, whatever situation we may be facing, Lord. I pray that we will lift up the name of Jesus right now and to see those chains being broken and those burdens being lifted, broken in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for your church. I thank you for this family. I thank you that we can stand together in prayer for, Lord, that we can, Lord, help carry that load, those burdens together, Lord. And I pray that somebody here today will just know that in their own life, Lord. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's just praise and worship for a moment. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.